Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up? What up, what up, what up, what up? What up, man? I'm Kurt. I'm Marcus. And this is another new smoking hot off the presses fire ass episode of You Watching or Nah. What's poppin'? What's up, man? Sorry, I caught you mid-swig there. You're good, man. I'm just getting my to you too early. Get my in whoa. Is there too early? (laughs) Do it to you too early. I guess that's through the pause. Is there too early? <laughs> nah, man. What up, though? What up, man? How you feeling? Feeling good, man. I'm a little sleepy. You looking sleepy? Yeah. We're gonna keep yeah. that under wraps. Yeah. You we'll talk about like, that. We'll talk about that offline, bro. Look, look like you look like you hit the cheapest sack, nigga. Nah, nah. Squinty is a motherfucker over there. You need the five hour energy. I always be like that. Nah, I don't be this bad. You looking, you looking half sleep, man. But how you feeling? Other than that, man, what's been going on? What's up? Other what's than that, good man, good man. It's just been, uh, I got, we, I, I got a lot of, I want a few things I want to talk to you about before we, before we get to, get to the, get to the, the actual meat of it. Um, yeah, well, shit, let's do it, bro. Nothing crazy, man. Nothing <clears throat> crazy. Uh, I'm super hyped because RE4 remake came out and I finally copped it and. That shit is great. That shit is great. I've I'm, literally been waiting on that game for five years. I'm 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 super hype right now. But that don't sound hype, nigga. <laughs> I'm super hype right now because Resident Evil 4 came. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm hype, nigga. Lit. Let's go. Nah, that's not no, how I do it. Not, not on nah. that time right now. Nah, man. That's <laughs> not how I do it. Nah, but man, like I'm super excited. I've been waiting on that game for fucking five years. Uh, and it's worth the wait thus far. It's worth the wait thus far. I'm like three chapters in, and I'm like, yo. Yo, <laughs> you you wanna you wanna know the weirdest shit, bro? What the up? weirdest shit? Night before last, I was like getting my shit ready for bed, and I was like, I need to ask Marcus if he bought RE4 yet, because I'm gonna watch him stream this shit. Mm. And then I went down the whole rabbit hole of how it's Twitch and it's not Mixer and the shit be mad delayed if we on the phone talking about the shit while you're playing. Yeah. Like, it's trash. But I still want to check it out. So let me yeah. know whenever you're going to stream that shit. No doubt. No doubt. Um, okay. Which kind of leads me into another thing, man. Like, uh, I'm, I'm about ready to start. Okay, so talking about Resident Evil, right? Mm-hmm. I'm about ready to start watching a show. Mm-hmm. But I haven't started watching the show because I just finished watching another show. So like you, you've been wanting to like you've been you've been we've had a couple conversations about The Last of Us on mm-hmm. HBO, and I haven't started watching it yet. And like we had a couple conversations, and you was like, ah, I still don't understand why you're not watching it. And I was like, I know, I know, I know, I'll get to it. But like, I just finished. I finally finished. The Walking Dead, Maine, mm-hmm. and I, I just need a break from. I needed a break from zombies for a minute. Okay, and okay. and niggas that don't really understand, like, I'll speak for myself on this one. I was a giant fan of the of the Walking Dead for like seven seasons. It, it really only deserved me to be a giant fan for like five seasons. But I was a giant fan for like seven seasons. And I think I was a giant fan of that show's potential that it never really captured. But I was a fan so much to the fact that like when season three was coming out, I would rewatch season one and two. 
And then when season mm-hmm. four was coming out, I would rewatch one, two, and three, and so on mm-hmm. and so forth until I finally tapped out. And then I tapped out, and then Bald Move tapped out, and then Bald Move said that like during the beginning of the, of of COVID, they said that they were going back and they were rewatching where they tapped out from and getting caught up. So I went along that journey with them and watched it all the way to the end. And once I watched it all the way to the end, dog, it's 177 episodes. Mm. 48 minutes each? Roughly, roughly. Okay. It was long, bruh. And and like, it's not all great. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will say It's not all good. (laughs) Some of that shit, yeah. Some of that shit is straight trash. But I will say that like, it really picked up and it decided to be the show that I needed it to be for like the last three seasons, two and a half seasons. And I was, I was here for it. I'm glad it's over, but like, I haven't watched the last of us. Cause I'm just wrapping up a 13 year toxic relationship with, <laughs> or a 10 year toxic relationship with the walking dead, man. Like that, that my relationship with that show was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I tapped out of that show. You would know. What is that season? Season, four, I think you tapped out season five, seven. The introduction to Negan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His first, the premiere episode where he was on there with the bat. Yeah, that was seven. Okay, so I tapped out then because I just, I was, the way that they handled the governor, I saw it come. So I knew from Ball Move yeah. and other shit that, like, Negan is the big baddie. And if the governor was not the big baddie and we spent two seasons on that whack ass nigga, mm-hmm. I already knew Negan was probably going to be around to the end of the show. And I just wasn't. I was just over it. I was just over it. I didn't have any desire to watch that shit. And I never went back. Yeah. So yeah. Negan, Negan in the form that you that you remember, like we started, you got to remember you start. We started hearing whispers and dealing with the <laughs> whispers. We started healing whispers and dealing with the concept of Negan and and the followers um, back in like mid season six. And Negan, like the Rick versus Negan arc didn't wrap up until the end of season eight. Like two and a half seasons. But like Negan ended up being like one of my favorite characters. He has a really good character arc. But Jesus, that first two and a half seasons, he's in the show as a epic slog and i just i'm glad it's over i'm glad i'm not gonna watch the daryl show i'm not gonna watch the maggie and negan spinoff i might watch the rick and michonne movies when they're like when they're free i'm definitely not paying no money to see that shit let me talk about that yeah because i stopped that season set you know how pissed i was i had to stop i don't you can speak to the audience here how since the moment she came around I and I am a weird old nigga where I don't be wanting my my black chocolate queens to <laughs> to be over here with the white men. But her, I wanted her and Rick yeah. to fuck yeah. and have the most badass Milano Magnum <laughs> Magnum Cantana wielding child <laughs> to be a, a a brother or a sister to my man Carl. And when they finally got together, the shit got so bad, I couldn't even watch no more, dog. You know what, though? They end up having one. They end up having one. Does it grow up? Is it still a kid by the time it's over? No. No, I mean, like, they end up... Yes, it is a kid by the the time it's over. They do end up having a kid, spoiler alert. But 
your magnum-wielding, katana-wielding child is Judith. Nah, that nah, don't even work. Nah, Ju- nah. You- well, I, no, it'll it'll work. It'll work because Michonne raised her like her her daughter. Yeah. So Mich- okay, like, I'm fine with that. Judith calls Michonne mom. Period. Like okay. that's her mom. But Judith is the shit. Judith is the okay. shit. Judith is everything we wanted Carl to be. Because you know I loved Carl. Carl yeah. was my man. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Carl um, smoked his mama, nigga. <laughs> he can't get no harder than that. Had to do it. Had to do it. <laughs> had um, to do it. But no, nah, man. Like uh, I, the the sour taste of that toxic relationship. The purge is done. Uh, mm-hmm. And and Resident Evil Four remake has got me back in the mood for zombies. So I think so, uh, I'm about. I will, go ahead. I will tell you this. Yeah. The Last of Us is it's based in like a zombie lore yeah but it's not as heavy as walking dead right the zombie aspect of it there's a whole other aspect of that shit yeah and for anybody uh, especially naughty dog studios who made the game if y'all niggas is listening send me a check because i've been telling everybody (laughs) that shit is without you even planning you trying to argue me down i told you the the first and the second one are in my top five games. And the second one might be the number one. Mm. Like, the story on that shit was just so good to me. Yeah. It's so awesome, everything. But they did a really good job on the show. Um, there are a couple, like, small nitpicks that I feel like they could have did differently, but nothing for me to be like, oh, you know, no, like, I thought it was great. So I'm excited for you to watch it. I'm excited for us to be able to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, shit, if you really, really like it, we might even do a couple episodes on the shit or something. I'm with we that. Might. I'm with that. Maybe we watch the whole thing and then just do like a... A like overall. A, yeah, like a season. Yeah, like a season run through. That would be dope. Switch it okay. up a little bit. Um, aside, man, I want to air, I want to air, I want to air out a grievance with you right now, dog. Okay. Uh, and it actually, like, I was thinking about this shit before we started, and I was like, this shit actually kind of ties in with with the movie, right? Like, the movie we're doing is kind of like, it's kind of like druggy in nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Druggy talks about addictions, right? Mm-hmm. So I was in bed the other night, man, and I was like, I just turned on the TV, and I, I can't remember what channel it comes on, but the last <laughs> show, the last channel it was on, me and my girl went to bed, we go get in the bed, we turn on the TV, and my 600-pound life is on. And I was like, let me check this shit out. This nigga Curtis is always talking about this shit. Bruh, I watched this shit for 30 minutes. <laughs> I watched this shit for 30 minutes. And I was just dumbfounded, dog. Like, it fucked my whole night up. And my next day. <laughs> and, and the next day, dog. <clears throat> Excuse me. It fucked my whole night up. It fucked up the next day. And I was upset with you, man. Like, I was upset with you. Did you talk about <laughs> Talk about that fucking show and have me pulled into it, man. But like, so we're like drugs, addictions, food, food addiction, right? Like this is how I got there. I think food addiction might be the worst addiction on the planet. You think so? This nigga, Curtis. Okay. Let me tell you what I saw. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in. Let's go. This motherfucker was pushing... 600 pounds, gross, mm-hmm. gross, gross, gross. And I'm sorry you if you have a weight problem. Like you might, if you might be overweight, but if you're not, if you're not pushing 600, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear no <laughs> and comments. If you are pushing 600, don't get mad at us. Get mad at yourself, nigga. Bruh, this motherfucker. So the whole first like 10 minutes was, I was sad. 
Because, like, this motherfucker's in the shower. This nigga's so big, they can't even put a shower curtain on it because the shower curtain wouldn't close. <laughs> this nigga's in the shower. All he could wash was his, like, his shoulder, his shoulder, mm-hmm. his titties, and his tummy. Mm-hmm. Then, then his wife comes in and washes his balls and under his nah. under his stomach and then his leg creases and his feet washes his back washes his ass this nigga can't even shower himself then he gets out he dries off what he can dry off then his wife comes in there and like beats the towel over his back fucking shamwow like a shamwow try to dry this nigga off like a model car and shit and it helps him get dressed not even Curtis. Not even fourteen seconds after she helps him get dressed, this nigga said, "You gonna make me something to eat?" And so, <laughs> but like the whole time he's showering, I'm sh- I'm sad because I'm like, "Yo, man, this is fucking horrible." And like the guy, the way the guy's talking, he feels bad about. It. He's like, "If I can't get my weight under control, it's gonna kill me." Soon as he's got clothes on, he's asking his woman for some breakfast. Mm-hmm. Not only is he asking for breakfast, but she needs to go upstairs and get it, and then she does. And this nigga ate, Curtis, this motherfucker ate 10 Eggos, mm. 10 sausage patties, and a mountain of tater tots for breakfast, bro. Holy shit. A mountain of tater Dog, when I say mountain, it was a pile of tater tots that took up almost the whole plate, like six inches tall. God damn. Then lunch comes around, right? He eats all that shit, and then carp conks out in the lazy boy downstairs like he eats it and then he's out and then he wakes up wakes up around time for lunch so his woman makes him lunch for lunch she makes this nigga 12 corn dogs and a what and another mountain of tater tots oh come on this nigga he waddled he waddles his ass upstairs for lunch okay and then he was like he ate all of it He's fit. He's waxing off the last corn dog, like corn dog number twelve. This nigga said, "Yeah, I'm almost full." I said, "Golly, bro, almost." So then I was just like, "That's why I say, like, is it the worst addiction?" Because like, in one breath, this nigga said, "Like, if I don't stop, if I don't change the way I eat, it's gonna kill me." And then ate that whole shit. And then like, and then like, his wife fed him that shit. Like, yeah. what's going? And then she was all stressed out. Like she was. She was overweight, but she wasn't like him. But, like, mm-hmm. his relationship with his daughter's bad. He ain't going to be able to see her graduate if he can't lose weight because he can't get out the house and stand up for a long time. This nigga's feet is turning purple. His legs is fat to the point where they're shiny. Oh. That shit looked like like his calf goes down and it rolls under like sweatpants. And then his ankles oh. up under there. And I'm just like, bro, you see all what all this shit is doing to you? And you can't, like, you know. You know, tighten it down a bit. Maybe have four corn dogs or three corn. Hell, have two corn dogs. You can't do that. And have like, eight. <laughs> Shit, cut it down to eight. This I'm okay is, with that. This nigga said that when I have the only time I'm happy is when I have food in my mouth. I was like, God damn. God damn. That shit just depressed me and I was mad at you for like a minute. Because if it weren't for you, I never would have had the, uh, the audacity to even pay that show any attention. So... You're telling me you watched that bullshit and you didn't even make it to see my man, the doctor, that the, the reason I be telling you about the show? No, no. <laughs> I was so frustrated. 
<laughs> First of all, you shouldn't be frustrated. You need to see these bitch ass niggas. <laughs> you need to get his ass up. And the doctor, the doctor is lit. He be telling them that they fat, they need to lose weight. He be going in. Oh, girl said, um, you know, I've been, I've been working on some things. He was like, you got to change your diet. It, I can't do surgery on you. Like it's too much of a risk. You need mm-hmm. to change your diet. So no, I've been working on my diet. Um, you know, I just started working into some into some veggies, like some broccoli, because I'm a very picky eater. That nigga said, "You weigh six hundred pounds. You are not a picky eater." And <laughs> 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 hey, you so fat, you can't even snuff this nigga for talking to you like so that. Man, some of them, some motherfuckers need that amount of real truth. They need that yeah, shit. They do. They but, do. They be needing that shit. Yeah, man. I'm glad I got that shit off my chest. What about you, bruh? Uh, I've been maintaining, man. I've been good. Speaking of a uh, six hundred pound life, I feel like I'm cursed because I've been trying to hit the gym. Yeah. So I hit, you know, I hit the gym. I hit the gym once. Um, I was feeling pretty good. A little uh, super sore, but it wasn't unbearable. I was like, I can do this. Like power through the shit. And I went again the next day, and I was feeling real good. And then, uh, my daughter's mom got sick, and I had to keep my daughter for a week, and I couldn't make it back to the gym. You know what? I'm gonna send you some David Goggins, and he's gonna tell you just how much you can make it back to the gym. I'm Fuck send, him, man. I'm gonna nah, send listen, you. Listen, listen. You can send me. You can send me what I, what he want. What, what you want? He can say what he want. Fuck him, because he's not over here doing what I'm doing, right? So fuck him. Then, then after that, she's going back to her mom's house for a week, and I got sick. Yeah. And now I can't go to the gym, so I'm getting over it. So y'all, if y'all hear me coughing um, during this shit, I'm sorry. I got over it pretty quick. I didn't die like I normally do when I get sick, so that's good. But um, I still got this residual ter- tuberculosis cough going on and shit, so I'm sorry in advance. But other than that, man, shit My seasonal's cool. been fucking with me, man. My seasonal's been fucking with me lately. Yeah, these got me sniffling, itching my face. I think that's why I look so high right now. Yeah, man. The, the allergies are out of control right now. I take I take a fucking pill every night for this shit, bro. God damn, like, man! Crazy. Every podcast we do, we be sounding like some old ass niggas. Cause we old ass <laughs> niggas, and that's okay. I'm proud of it, man. Shit, rock that shit. Listen, y'all young niggas think it, you know? Oh, oh, like y'all niggas got this shit easy, dog. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Niggas over here thinking it's sweet. These, yeah, y'all lived through the late '80s crack epidemic and the '90s and the meth epidemic that we went through with shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all Watch niggas it. ain't never. Y'all niggas ain't never had to fucking get get old girl's number from old girl and then you talk to Holly Berry and she show up looking like me. You know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't never had that shit. Y'all don't have y'all look up bitches' Instagrams and Snapchats and shit. Y'all don't got no stress in your life, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You nigga, you get stranded, you just call you call an Uber. We have no cell phones. We have to have money on us to call on the pay phone and shit. All that shit. You know what I'm saying? Niggas are stressed out, bro. We made it through all that shit. Dog, I remember you getting stranded, dog. I remember me. I'm not going to drop no names because we was doing some ratchety shit. But I remember me <laughs> me and my mans and them. <laughs> me and my mans, my old Cody. Dog, we, we went to go see some. We went to go see some females out in, uh, out in like Jackson Park, like military housing area. And we got fucking stuck out there, dog. We were stuck. We had no ride back. We had to get back before his mom woke up, nigga. We stole some kids' bikes out of Jackson Park, like stole some BMX bikes, and we rode from Jackson Park. Niggas don't know. This is just 
Just just two points to motherfuckers that don't know. Dog, this shit is like a, a 700 mile journey, dog. <laughs> oh, bullshit. <laughs> and we had, to, we had to cut it. We had to run that shit. We had to get that shit in like two and a half hours, dog. Me and my co D dog, we rode 700 miles in two hours. That we was, we, dog, we was like, we was less than a mile <laughs> from the house. And we was going to creep in the window before his mom got up. We was like a mile from the house and the sun is coming up over the horizon. I was like, I can't make it. I can't make it. I can't make it. And my code D was my code D was like, come on, stop being a bitch and pedal. We got that. We did that shit, though. We did that shit. Made it? Yeah, dog. Yeah, we didn't get caught. That's what I'm talking about. Had to dish and fucking, Wait, okay. We had to dish in fucking bikes in the woods. Poor kids. Let me ask you a question and then tell you a story. Tell yeah. you one other thing. Which way did y'all go? Did y'all go Silverdale way? Y'all had to go through Silverdale. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because there's no way. If y'all with the other guy, y'all still be pedaling. <laughs> Holy shit. Nah, Let nah, me tell we you went, something, we bro. We went like along Chico through Silverdale up. and then, Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. If you have you spent any of your formative years in the city of Bremerton. Yeah. And you do, and you did not get stranded in Jackson Park one time. Because <laughs> listen, I'm not with the ratchet shit, and I got stranded up there one time, fucking with a bitch too. So, so I, I'm telling you, if you if you spent any formative years there, and you ain't get stranded in Jackson Park, then you are. I told you this story before. Yeah. You remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you offline if you don't remember. But all right, bro. Yeah, that's a. But yeah, man. Um, niggas do, niggas, young niggas don't know. Minute. Young niggas don't know. They we don't going, know. They we don't going, know, bro. That shit all ties into this too. That being said, man, what are we watching, Kirk? Today, today, are you watching or not? I didn't check. I'm not on my job today. Is this 27? 27. Uh, on episode 27, we are watching 2015's Dope. And this is episode 27. 27 for all my Spanish mommies. Ben yeah. aquí, dame beso. Uh, el tengo el gato los pantalones. All that shit. My girl told me to switch it up and stop saying the same thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I didn't want her to get upset because if I really talk to the Spanish mommies, my inbox is going to be flooded. You yeah, feel the, me? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. All that shit, right? That, yeah. Okay. So 2015's dope. High school senior Malcolm. And his friend Jib and Diggy bond over 90s hip-hop culture, their studies, and playing music in their own punk band. A chance encounter with a drug dealer named Dom lands Malcolm and company at the dealer's nightclub birthday party. When the scene turns violent, they flee with ecstasy that Dom secretly hid in Malcolm's backpack. A wild adventure ensues as the youths try to evade armed thugs who want the stash. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Sounds very fun. Sounds very right. fun. I knew nothing about this movie going in. Yes. Okay, so we read the synopsis. Let's do a quick back. Well, you want to give some facts and then we'll do the background? Yeah, yeah. So uh, written and directed by Ricky Famuyiwa. Um, when I looked into, okay, what else has this done? This dude done? Like, he's been around for a minute. And the reason, the reason this movie works is because he also did The Wood. He did also do The Wood. Uh, he did Brown Sugar, which I did not watch. I never saw Brown Sugar either, actually. You know, they try to take my black card for that shit all the time. And he's done. Uh, I read that he's done a lot of work on The Mandalorian, which I haven't seen either. I heard that too. Um, this movie also stars uh, Shamik Moore. 
He uh, voiced he voiced Miles Morales on Into the Spider Verse, and apparently he plays Raekwon the Chef on Wu Tang. Easily, hands down, no question about it, the best person on that whole fucking cast of the show. Wow! Um, I tell anybody who will listen to me, and if if this podcast ever makes it past our five listeners, please, please consider this man for a fucking award. If you don't, it's because you have no idea who Raekwon the Chef is. Mm. He is the best, and I'm going to send you, Marcus, after this podcast, mm-hmm. I'm going to send you, if I can find it, I'm going to send you just seeing, it's a spoiler, it's a little, it's not really a spoiler because it's kind of a weird episode, yeah. but just so you can see how fucking good he is. Okay. I am a huge Shameek Moore fan. It started with this movie, and then I was super excited to see him in Wu-Tang. Okay. Uh, this movie also has t- uh, Tony Revolori. He, uh, as soon as I saw him, he was very familiar to me. Um, and then when I was doing my research, he played uh, Flash in the M- in the Spider Man movies, in the more recent MCU Spider Man movies. Okay, I haven't seen any of those. So okay. Oh, you have? That those are sense. good, man. Those are really good. Those are probably okay. my favorite Spider Man movies of the bunch. Okay, cool. cool. Um, but he plays like he plays like the he's the dickhead. To Peter, but also like he's funny as shit. Okay, <laughs> he's like the the bully. He's like Peter's bully, but he's funny in that movie. Uh, Kersey Clemens plays Diggs. Um, she, when I was doing my research, she has the most out of the out of those three. She had the most um, acting credits. A lot of it is shit I haven't seen her in. The only shit that stuck out to me was Lady in the Tramp, Scoob, and Justice League. Okay. Um, okay. Chanel Iman, Blake Anderson. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, ASAP Rocky, and Roger Guinevere Smith. Does he ring a bell? No. He plays AJ. He plays AJ in the movie, but he's he's the light skinned nigga who's in everything. Who the fuck is AJ in the movie? The the dude whose shit it is. Oh okay yeah yeah oh yeah I know him yeah, yeah he's yeah, in yeah, it yeah. he remember he was like in uh, Malcolm X. Malcolm yeah. was, he was like, is that the WAP side or the nigga side? Is that a WAP nose or a nigga nose? <laughs> you got it. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> he said, I got it. <laughs> yeah. You've seen him in everything. He was in uh, uh, All About the Benjamins. Remember mm-hmm. Mike Epps was fucking with him? You will never yep. find. <laughs> blum, 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 blum. A forehead like mine. <laughs> oh, God, dog. Uh... Budgeted for seven million, it brought in eighteen million. I was like, okay, this is a very successful, very low budget movie. Why have mm-hmm. I never heard of this? Yeah, and I think honestly, I think that's why it only did eighteen million. It was kind of a like a weird, trendy underground type of thing. So we'll, I'll go ahead. Are you done? Because I don't want to. No, I was gonna say I know. And then I I looked it up, and I I know why I never heard of it. Why is that? Uh. It opened with Jurassic World. Okay. So it's open. It grossed eighteen million in its opening weekend. It finished top five uh, with six point one million. But it opened behind. It opened with Jurassic World, who in its opening weekend opened one hundred and seven million dollars. Okay. And then it op- also opened with uh, Inside Out. I don't know if you ever saw that DreamWorks movie. It's pretty good. Um, that mm-hmm. that I've made, never seen it, but I know that one made ninety million. It's its first movie. So. Um, when I was, I was like, oh, okay. That's why I didn't hear about it. That makes sense. So some personal background on this movie. I was seeing the 
advertisement for this movie, but it was kind of like a gorilla thing. Like I would see it online, yeah. like on blog, rap blogs or something, shit that I would be looking at. Um, <clears throat> never like a TV commercial for it. And if it was, it was on something like Revolt because it's part of Revolt Films and other films. Um, so executive producers are Diddy and Pharrell Williams. Okay. So yeah. they were behind this. Um, I know that Pharrell usually doesn't miss, and I felt from what I saw of this, it looked like if he put it, if he had anything to do with this, it would be a little fun. Um, and so I was, I was open to it. I I wanted to see it, but it was very hard to find if you didn't go see it in the theater. Mm. Um, it never really hit any of the streaming services, and if and if you went to rent it, it was like something crazy, like thirty dollars or twenty five dollars. <laughs> so I never fuck with it. I ended up seeing it on a plane ride back home from Houston, Texas, I believe, and that's where I saw it. Okay, and I thought this would be a fun watch for us. So, um, excited to get your take. All right. Well, reception uh, for reception, I got 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. 7.2 on IMDb, and 72 out of 100 on Metacritic. So, seems promising. Solid. It's very. That's a very solid score. Super solid score. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right, man. And you are driving, so I'm ready to get into it whenever you are. Yes. Anything else you want to get into before we talk about this? No, sir. All right. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this nigga's last name. Malcolm Adenikonbi and his best friends Jib and Diggy are high school geeks living in The Bottoms, a high crime neighborhood in Inglewood, California. They idolize 90s hip hop music and fashion. Malcolm is confident he will be admitted to his dream school, Harvard University, but his school counselor is skeptical and suggests he take an interview with local businessman and Harvard alumnus Austin Jacoby. Uh, yeah, so we're given a very, uh, stylized intro to this movie. Uh Lots, like, from, from the jump, this, we know that this is gonna be a fun movie, a funny movie, a hip movie. Um, one of the things that stuck out to me is, uh, they got the, the Yo! MTV Raps, the recorded Mm -hmm. Yo! MTV Raps cassettes. That shit reminded me of, uh, when I was younger, I had a, I had a Def Comedy Jam. It was like okay. a, um, it was a uh, like you know you used to be able to like put a piece of tape on the thing and then put it in the VCR. You could re-record. This shit was six hours of old vintage Martin Lawrence Def Comedy Jam, bro. It had everybody. It had like young Chris Tucker, fucking young Bernie Mac. It had Steve Harvey when he was just a guest, like before Kings of Comedy. Paul Mooney, fucking legends were on that shit. Everybody, I, and they killed. They fucking. Let me tell you something. I we had to be about what, ten, nine Probably when 10. the shits was first yeah, started yeah. coming on. Chris Tucker was so funny. I still remember his routine. <laughs> One of his jokes was, "I'm so broke. If a nigga robbed me, he'll just be practicing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the one where he had the uh, the uh, he was trying to he was trying to smash in his room, and his and his mom uh, his mom was knocking on his door like, "Chris, what you doing?" He was like, "I'm coming, mama." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said he robbed his mom by accident. A bunch of shit. The shit is yeah. very, very, very funny. Yeah. Um. So a couple things in this opening scene were introduced to the characters, as they say. Uh, they they show us Diggy, who is a girl who dresses like a dude. Uh-huh. Um. I don't know if this makes me creep, but throughout the movie, I was like looking at a very pretty girl. Yeah, very. Like pretty. she's she's a very pretty girl. Yeah. Um. But I loved her scene because um. 
you could tell that she has some black in her somewhere. I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. But her, her grandparents would take her to church every Sunday and try to pray away the gay. God, that, that shit. <laughs> cracked me up because that is the blackest shit. The most old black shit that I'm just like, it doesn't really work like that. Um, I also think that the first chase scene in this movie is just the tip of the iceberg of the awesome score of this movie. Yes, yes. Um, the, the music that plays throughout this movie is immaculate in my yeah. opinion. Um, shout out to Malcolm. This nigga is rocking my haircut. I still rock that hair. It's not as tight right now, but I still rock that haircut, that that high okay. top. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then, yeah, the 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 music, like the the soundtrack fire from beginning to end and like it hit me at the perfect time because like before me before i watched this movie me and my girl were doing some stuff around the house we're like hanging up and i was like i got into i just wanted to listen to 90s music bro so like i started with like motown philly and you know like with boys to men motown philly and and uh poison and then some diggable planets and just kind of like jumped around from like jumped around in early '90s hip hop. I was like, "Yo, this shit is fire! This shit is fire!" Yeah, yeah, niggas, niggas was fire. Let's take a quick sidebar on this one too. Yeah, I got some other shit I got to confess. Because this is how I know that we old. Because we now we say the shit that old niggas used to say when we was growing up. But I got to keep it real with them. I don't think old niggas have as much of an argument as we do. Right, the newer older niggas, right. I can't get in. I like some of these young guys. I get it. You know, it's young. It's not for me. It's not for me. Yeah. And and it's fine. And I get it. And some of it I like. It's entertaining. And some of it, some of it be spitting sometimes. But it's hard for us, guys of our age and era, because everybody that was dropping from like, let's say, 92 to 2002, four, especially from like 92 to 2000. Goats. If you put out an album, you were fired. Yeah. Even the niggas that put out bullshit, yeah. like that commercial shit to try to sell, them niggas on the low could really wrap their ass off. Yeah. And niggas whose albums went double wood, like, were tough. Cannabis was yeah. fucking fire. Yeah. Right? Yeah. My man, my man Nelly. Yeah. Who's the most sing, the first most sing songy ass <laughs> nigga. Nigga had bars though, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 The bros, not the one with the stems, the one with the rims. You yeah. feel me? Like bars out here, real bars. So it's hard for me to be like, you know, these young guys because they're not really, I feel like they don't take their craft seriously. They just yeah. trying to make some music and get paid. But like the guys that we listened to growing up, they were really about that rap shit. And so it's kind of refreshing to hear some of these songs on yeah. the score. Yeah, I, I agree with I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. Like, you know, we'll be like me and my son. We'll be riding around, and he'll he'll be playing some of that weird shit, and he'll be like, "I'm just like, bro, I can't with this music." He's like, "You're not listening to the bars." I'm like, "Okay, the nigga dropped a Pokemon bar. Like, that shit's not like." And so, like, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, that it, it's my old head take is that like the young niggas in the game now is like they're doing it for the money, they're doing it for the image, but like. Mm-hmm. Niggas that niggas that we grew up listening to, like how many goats were produced out of just that that time era that just you that mentioned, time. like ninety two to two thousand. Some of the greatest rappers ever, and like they weren't doing it for the image. Them niggas were doing it for the culture, and it shows their longevity. Anybody, stays. 
everybody's top five has nigga that got on in that time period. Yeah. Yeah. And it's two things that I always point out is one, we used to listen to drug dealers. Yeah. Now they're listening to drug users. And then the last part I'll say is if you talk about guys caring about their craft and doing it for the image, I always bring this argument up. I would say your favorite rapper of all time is possibly Eminem, right? He's up there. Yeah. Definitely top three. He's in the top three in the argument. Yep. Eminem is a crazy white dude who took a lot of drugs and wanted to kill his mom and his wife. But above all of that, he is the best rapper on the planet, if you ask him. Yeah. Jay-Z hasn't made a song that isn't about fucking your bitch, having more <laughs> money than you, or being cooler than you. But above all of that, yeah. he is the best rapper out. You don't fuck with me because my bars are tough. Mm-hmm. Biggie, same way. Tupac, yeah. same way. Wu-Tang niggas, same way. Nas, Nas, Nas don't even rap about nothing but being good at rapping. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. You know, so it's like, Nas is these like. guys... <laughs> yeah, these guys really care about their craft, man. Like, above all of that shit, yeah, that comes with it. But even Jadakiss, right? Like, mm-hmm. a guy that's still around from that era. What's his slogan? Top five dead or alive because my skills, nigga. Yeah. Top five. Before anything that I rap about, yeah. understand that I am a top five to ever do this shit. Yep. These guys really cared about the craft, man. I'm done with my old head take on that. No, nah, that's cool. I I'll And then... Done. And then I want to dip in, like, I'm going to dip into my old, I'm going to, I'm going to admit to some old head shit right quick. Uh, I've been kind of like expanding my listening, like what I listen to a lot, a lot lately. Mm -hmm. And, and the last few weeks, bro, I've been stuck in this. um, I looked up what it's called. It's, it's, it's classified as cinematic soul. But Mm -hmm. if I were to tell you like some artists that are in that, like, L. Michael's affair is cinematic soul, period. Okay. So it's like, it's hip hop, it's soul, it's jazz, all fused together in one, right? I've been driving around listening to a lot of that shit. And uh, a lot of it is like Lady Ray remixes and like Lana Del Rey remix. Dog, I'm like, <laughs> I'm driving around in my truck listening to, dog, I f- like, if you, if the windows are up and, and, cause my, my windows are hella dark. But if the windows are up and you just hear the music, you would assume it's like some 30-year-old white woman who, like, 10 years ago was going to Coachella. Like, <laughs> that's what I've been... I, I love it. I love it. I love how it makes me feel inside. Hey, good music is good music, man. I'm with that. You're I'm so with that. Art Deco out on the floor. <laughs> nah, I'll be rolling. <laughs> I'll be rolling around in that shit. I was like, yo, yo, I need to stop and give me a parfait or some shit, bro. <laughs> um, so, and then the last thing I'll say about this scene is, why is there always some hating ass school counselor that be shitting on niggas' dreams in, in movies where school is involved? I don't think that they're haters. I don't they think are, though. No, nah, I don't think that they're haters. And this nigga was a super hater. I don't think that they're haters. I think it goes back to what we were talking about, about 600 pound life. Like kids are idiots, man. Teenagers are fucking retards. Like they need somebody in their life to give it to them straight and tell them like, no, yes, yes, there are moments where you can make life what you want to make it, but you need to root your shit in reality a little bit. So, but, but that, but some of that shit, why you can't, why shouldn't you try to go to Harvard? You should. Yeah. So fuck her. Fuck him. Keep it real. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I, don't be a hating ass nigga. Uh, I, uh, and then the last thing I had from this is like when they're in the in the in in like the intro, he's he's giving us the rundown about how like they don't they don't get along at school because they're 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 uh, basically they're into white shit. He said we're mm-hmm. into white shit. I was like, did you have any white shit you were into? Quote unquote white oh, shit. I'm into all types of white shit, bro. No, I... like when you were younger. Yes. What'd you got? The first thing, the easiest one that comes to mind, both of us were into skateboarding. Yeah. Before this was cool, before Pharrell, before Little Wayne, we old, bro. Yeah. Like, there was no internet like that. Me and you was into the shit. Yeah. On Tony Hawk. Yeah. Going wherever we could to find a skate video. Like, <laughs> we were on this shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm into skateboarding. I'm into certain white music. I like Rage Against the Machine. I like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Can you call that um, white music? I, I think so. I think so. Why? Because that's what people do. This, <laughs> without listening to it, because it's, because it's white people doing it. Okay. It's white people doing it. White people listening to it. White people doing what? Doing the music, performing no. the music. No. No. What you mean? No. Zach De La Roca is Hispanic. It, ain't nobody. And Tom Tom Morello is like one of the greatest guitar players ever. He's black. What group is he in? I don't even know who the fuck he is. What He's the he fucking pioneering guitarist from Rage Against the Machine and Audio Okay, Slave. So there you go. So it's like, you know, ain't nobody... Niggas ain't going to check it for that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I was into that shit. Um, I feel like there's some other white shit that I'm into too. But I don't really... I can't think of it off the top of my mind. I would, say, I would say for me, it was definitely... Um, it was definitely... Uh, it was definitely skateboarding. Uh, I wanted to play guitar when I was little. Um, I was into karate and shit, and I think like when we were no, growing that's up, not white shit. nah, bro. But like when we were growing up, it was only white people, only white kids. We only knew white kids that like went to karate class. Yeah, because we couldn't afford it. But yeah, niggas love karate. All <laughs> niggas love karate. There's, there's two things I tell everybody: niggas my age and older. I would say, all right, we born in '82. I would say if you go back '76, maybe it's the cutoff, right? Yeah, yeah. I would say if you go '76 to like '88. All black boys, we all, there's two things we all love. And they'll try to front and act like they don't, but they're fucking lying. <laughs> it's karate shit mm-hmm. and Michael Jackson. Yep. Yeah. All of us. All Across of the board. Yeah. 100%. So there you go. You know what I'm saying? That's it. I, yeah. I was super into karate, like Chuck Norris and shit. And, and all that shit. All Bruce Lee. All that shit, dog. I wanted, yeah, I'm with you. I wanted to be at, like, I wanted to be one of those dorky ass kids that like went to school in their karate shit, dog. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, hell yeah. That's all. I, that's all I got from this part. All right. <clears throat> um, while biking home, Malcolm is stopped by Dom, a drug dealer who instructs him to invite a girl named Nakia to his party. Malcolm charms Nakia, who tells him she will only accept if Malcolm goes as well. Jib and Diggy accompany Malcolm to the party where Dom's purchase of high grade Powdered Molly is interrupted by an armed gang and several people are shot. Malcolm escapes as the police arrive, unaware that Dom is hitting the drugs and gun in his backpack. Nakia drives Malcolm home and he offers to help her with it, with her GED. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this might be part of the previous scene, but they were talking about uh, the, the, the school security guy. 
Stacy. Yes, Stacy. <laughs> I was like, yo, how, this nigga has played Stacy in like a million things, dog. Like he's yeah, always man. playing Stacy. And I was like, when I couldn't figure out when did when was the original Stacy was was the original Stacy in the wood? It had to be the wood. Okay, but he's played Stacy in like a, a thousand things. Probably, I'm sure. But he's hilarious. See him. He was hilarious. He's hilarious. Uh, also, shout out to the previous scene. Um, one of my other favorite actors, Lakeith, a young Lakeith Stanfield in here. Young, yeah. So young that he, in the credits, he only goes by Keith Stanfield, not Lakeith. Yeah, yeah. I recognize him off uh, immediately, too. Yeah. Um, Malcolm has this conversation with Dom about 90s albums. Mm-hmm. So let's jump into this real quick. Now, before we do that, let me take this <laughs> Cause, cause that, cause that's going to take us way down the road. My man ASAP Rocky is here. Out of, I would say there was a kind of a turning to a new generation when like Jay retired and Nas was kind of taking a break, and mm-hmm. and it was like Rocky, uh, like maybe Tyler, the creator, Kendrick, J Cole, uh, all of those guys. Yeah, you know this. ASAP Rocky has always been my favorite out of the new generations of rappers. Easily. ASAP is really good. Um I loved his I don't wanna I don't wanna count what album it is. There it's was his first one. Is it? I love mm-hmm. that. I love that album. Um any follow up albums I listened to were not that great, but like his features are always hard as fuck. Like he's good. I like I like ASAP. Rocky, it, so I was on Rocky pretty early. I got Rocky on the mixtape when he dropped Peso, and then his album came out. You liked his album. Rocky, to me, is Rocky should be where Drake is. Okay. But Rocky, he he's not a traditional rapper. He's into a lot of shit. So, like, he's really into fashion, and that was a lane that was created for him, and he followed it because that's yeah. what he was into. Yeah. So he does, like, a lot of fashion. He does, like, a lot of... uh collaborations and all of these other things that took him away from the music modeling he knocked up rihanna shouts to him for that shout but, out um, nigga shout out <laughs> <laughs> but but no but like for as far as being a rapper like he to me he's always had the total package of of being cool and hip enough for the younger guys and having the lyrics for us older guys um i always thought that he had he had the crossover appeal girls like him dudes think he's cool he he had it, and he just didn't really want that spot, I guess. Yeah. But in my opinion, he should have been number one out of that new generation of rappers. Mm. I just wanted to go down that quick thing because I I think you were going to go too far down that one. This yeah, no, I'm, albums, and I'm not I'm not going to go too far. Um, I would say, uh, the younger like that that generation that kind of like that you know that twenty teens generation that emerged. I would, I think I like Kendrick. I like Kendrick, I like K Dot the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, real quick, like we ain't gonna have the definitive. I think maybe one day this should be an episode top five albums mm-hmm. of all time. Okay. Um, okay. But just fire off, like let's go shot for shot, just like five your five favorite '90s albums. All right, I'm probably gonna go in chronological order the best I can. Yeah. So I will start with the Chronic. Uh, I'm not going to go in any kind of order at all, and I will also throw The Chronic on my list. And then I will go Wu-Tang Entered the 36 Chambers. That's also on my list. I will go 
Bone Thugs and Harmony, East 99 Eternal. I'm going to go, ooh, that was that was very, whew. I listened to that a lot when I was a kid. And let me and let me stop <laughs> what, I'm, what we're talking about for a quick intermittent. Bro, we just did 92, 93, 95. Yeah. And 90, by skipping 94, I left out two of people's all-time albums and Biggie's Life After Death and Nas's Illmatic. Yeah. So think about that. Yeah. This is three straight years, bro. <laughs> with Sorry, some of the great okay. three years with three straight years with some of the greatest albums ever. Um uh yeah. I'm gonna that's a sentimental one. I'm not gonna put it on there. I'm my third one's gonna be it's dark and hell is hot. Okay. And then I will go Jay Z's Reasonable Doubt. I, that's also Obviously. on my list. It's, it's one of the one of the best Jay Z verses ever is on that album. Yeah, the Soviet, Maybe. the unified, steady flow. You already know. <laughs> the crazy, the craziest thing about the, sorry, y'all. I know we're talking a lot, but that's what you're here for. The craziest thing about that song is you think that might be his best verse, mm-hmm. and I think the verse before it might be his best verse. Yeah, think about this. You got niggas arguing that your best <laughs> verses might be from one song <laughs> two verses from the same fucking how good are you yeah you know what I'm yeah saying? yeah so okay from, um, an, I think from, bro, from an from an album that's 29 years old is that right yeah no 27 27 years old yeah that's crazy yeah that's crazy wait All is right. that right no the four 27 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 27 years yep yeah that's crazy um, um so i think we're both you're at four. Up next you're up next because i went first so you're next um who this will be your fourth no yeah well no i agree with you reasonable doubt is also oh, okay so that's yeah. your fourth okay yeah. you didn't do bone you did dmx i did dmx okay so this fifth one is hard 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 to nail down. I I'm gonna say I think I might have to go. Ooh. So much good this is shit. Tough. So much good it's shit. Tough. <laughs> it's tough. I'll jump um, in. I'll jump in while you think you, on your fifth. Okay. My fifth, uh, Marshall Mathers LP. That it's between the Marshall Mathers LP and Life After Death for me. Okay. Okay. And it's just because <clears throat> I think Life After Death for my listening pleasures is a better album. Mm-hmm. But the way the Marshall Mathers LP knocked the earth off its fucking axis, bro, like. You know what I mean? The yeah. cultural impact of that shit yeah. just can't be it's, overstated. It's so like for me, I can't put I can't put life after death on because for me personally, this is just all all subjective. Uh, ready to die is like ready to die is it's legendary. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where like I almost kind of feel like ready to die, ready to die, and the chronic are almost kind of cheating. To put them on yeah, your list, um, but for me, why I like like I will put the Marshall Mathers up there is yes, it did it it knocked the world off his axis. It changed the way people did music. It changed the way people did music videos. 
um, which were a huge thing at the time. But it Changed really the way. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. And no, then no, I was no, gonna no. say it really, it really like I feel like Martha Ma- Marshall Mathers LP is really where Eminem as an artist was able to kind of focus and hone himself. I feel like it changed the way that people looked at white rappers. Okay. Because if you think of the white rappers before him, it was like kind of corny niggas like Snow, Vanilla, Vanilla Ice, Ice, yeah, Third Base. Yeah. Like, you know, they were cool. Search was cool. He could dance. But like, Beastie he Boys. wasn't rhyming like that. Beastie Boys. but Also like, kind of fun. Like Beastie Boys yeah. are just kind of fun. Yeah. But like, like Beastie, nobody's going to say the Beastie Boys are good lyricists, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like they're fun and it's cool. It's good music. The music is good and the lyrics are fun. But this nigga was like, drop him on any any cipher in America, yeah. Yeah. and nigga, holy shit! This and white I think, nigga is spitting his ass off. I think. Uh, I think the like when he first came out with the hi, my name is like, motherfuckers like they, it kind of perked up people's ears. But I think a lot of people kind of looked at it as like maybe a spoof. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like a like a like a one hit sort of deal. But then when he came back with the Marshall Mathers LP and it was like track after track after track after track of just bars like that's yeah. like it kind of hone like Eminem was able to kind of hone himself as an artist, which then in turn, like that was like the birth of the way people look at him now. Now, so, hold up. The Marshall <clears throat> Mathers is his first one, though. No, the first one's the Slim Shady. Marshall Mathers didn't come out in the 90s. I think it did, bro. I'm pretty sure that was 2000 and Let me, 2000, maybe well, 2001. Shit, down, uh, what's his name? Um, Malcolm is Malcolm is referencing shit that you know, like the blueprint. Hold up. Of course. May twenty third, two thousand. So it's right so there. So do we? Do we do we do we take that one? I'm taking that one. When you okay, I'm taking. If that's that the one. case. I'll take it too. Then. Yeah, because you were like ninety two to two thousand when we originally started this nineties music okay. conversation. Then yeah, and and if you go two thousand, then it's a whole bunch of other shit. I think you got to put in there. Well, this might be two thousand one because it's like clips dropped. Mm-hmm. If that's two thousand, I'm taking that over some <laughs> shit. Uh, Marshall <laughs> Mathers LP and Marshall Mathers LP is my favorite Eminem album. But yeah, God willing. Um, Supreme Clientele by Ghostface. So, but anyway. All right, yeah. I think we're good. Yeah, we're that's good fine. On that. Yeah, quick little aside. Back to the movie. Okay. Um, okay. So there was a lot that happened that we read about. Mm-hmm. Did you have anything else to touch your mind or kind of towards the end of this? There's a, a couple of cameos that I want to call out. Uh, Vince Staples. Vince he Staples. He has speaking parts. Yep. My man, Casey Veggies. Casey who Veggies. I've always been a big fan of. Casey Veggies is in there. Um no Dom Kennedy, which I thought was weird. I thought Dom should have had a little spot in there, maybe, but it's the okay. little, I get it. The little dude who played the bouncer, I kept, I like, I was so sidetracked. Like, I wasn't able to keep track of what was actually happening because I was like, I know Pharrell has a lot to do with this movie. Is that Pharrell? But then I was, I did some research. I was like, no, that is definitely not Pharrell. Definitely not Pharrell. But he was funny because he said, this little nigga's a bitch because <laughs> she showed him her titties. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, Okay, so the he has a conversation with Dom when he's biking home. Yep. How many how many Doms do we know? <sighs> Too many to count. <laughs> and how many why is there always one cool like drug dealer? 
that'd be cool. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He'd all he like, wants to do is cool. all he wants to do is like help you out, kick you, kick you life game, and like it's, or something about you that he sees in you, and he's like, yo, like yeah. you're kind of a cool nigga. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think that was kind of well. I don't know. I feel like because we're old heads, like I feel like that was just part of the era. Like I, I would love to know if that's something that still goes on today. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Cause you can tell. Cause you can tell how these young niggas be acting. Mm-hmm. It's not. And it's something that we need more of. But this, you know, I thought this was a cool little scene there in the club. It's fun. You know, they're turning up a little bit. He finally made his move on old girl. Don cuts in. Yeah. You know, then he goes to handle his business. This was a little confusing for me, though, because it looked like a robbery, right? Yeah. But as soon as, like, during the robbery, cops get there. So it's like, it was kind of a weird, it was a little jarring for me. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a big, you know, nothing that stopped my fun in the movie. Yeah. I had a lot of fun watching uh, watching uh, Jib. Jib was getting, <laughs> yeah, Jib was getting it in. <laughs> okay. Okay, and then, so he's like, you know, I'll help you with your GD. You you want to go to prom with me? She fronted on going to She's like, you know, she kind of fronted on him and was like, nah, I ain't going to go to prom with you. Like, what? Fuck her, man. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't feeling that, dog. I thought she was kind of being a whack-ass bitch for that. Am I tripping? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm cool with that. She's old, bro. She don't want to. She ain't trying to go to prom. Nah, she's only graduated like a year or two ago. Not even listen, bitch ain't even got graduate. She looks trying old. to get her GED. She looks super old. That she don't mean shit, old. nigga. My mom didn't get her GED till she was like in her thirties, fucking around, nah, having, but, fucking around having her having kids at sixteen. Listen, bro. But, <laughs> but listen, but listen, she ain't out here flirting with no fucking eighteen year old nigga when she twenty nine. So if you flirting and all that, go to prom with my man. He's trying to be a gentleman, okay. bitch. That's what's wrong with y'all. Jesus. But I know I'm a little crazy, so you know, I'm good with that. Um, all right. You got you got anything else? No, no. <laughs> all right. Uh, the next day, Malcolm discovers the drugs, gun, and an iPhone. An unknown caller reveals that he knows Malcolm's identity and instructs him to turn over the drugs. After school, Malcolm prepares to hand over the drugs when he receives a call from Dom in custody, who tells Malcolm not to give the drugs to the other caller. He texts Malcolm an address and tells him to ask for AJ. Um, I, got, I got nothing for this part. <laughs> okay. Well, this is just kind of a fun scene, though. Yeah. Like, he calls. He's like, you know, you got my sandwich. He's like, yeah, with the cheese. He's like, you got cheese or no cheese? And he was like, it got cheese. He's like, wait, so the cheese, no cheese. Or he's like, well, I didn't know. He's like, well, that's what you get trying to be cute, motherfucker. <laughs> like, stop playing around, man. You got wait, my lunch or not. <laughs> Yeah, I thought this was funny. Look, I thought this was yeah, funny. Thought, like, the whole conversation was funny. Yeah. This is fun. Fun little part of the movie. Um, so, Malcolm, Jib, and Diggy flee to the address, chased by the unknown caller, and are greeted by Jaleel and his sister, Lily. Since AJ, their father, isn't home, Jaleel invites them inside their mansion and takes Jib and Diggy out for food, while Lily seduces Malcolm, finds the drugs, and takes a heavy dose. Mm-hmm. Intoxicated, intoxicated, Lily passes out while driving Malcolm to his interview before urinating on a bush while bystanders record and Malcolm drives her car to the meeting himself. Okay. I thought like the way that they shot this, where we see different parts at different times, Mm -hmm. all, all scored 
to Busta Rhymes, Bring It Back, Come Rewind. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I thought that Incredible. shit was dope. I thought that shit was dope. Like, as soon as I realized that's what they're doing with Busta Rhymes, Bring It Back, Come Rewind, and then, like, the movie yeah. kind of switches back and shows us parts that we already seen, but from a different aspect. I was like, okay, I see the clever shit you're doing. I like this. I like this. Okay. Um, okay. L- Lily Boy. Woo. Okay, so I wanted to ask you. I wanted to ask you. First, before we go to Lily, how often do you think niggas hold up a bus at gunpoint in LA? I don't know. It appears to happen all the time. Because I've seen this shit in two movies that I can remember quickly (laughs) off the top of my head. (coughs) And it's usually a blood nigga. So, what is this this happening in LA? I don't know. I've never been to LA. I also love. I also love that Valko's mom is driving the bus that gets held up, and he like, he like, little nigga on this bus on the on this bus for the phone. She's like, look, man, I don't know. I just dropped the bus, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Niggas like, motherfuckers don't understand. I got a quick story to tell. I you mean, about to this a- shit, to right? answer your question, like her reaction tells me that this shit happens all the time. All the time, and then it, 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 it's it's the it's the crazy. It's funny. It's sad, but it's funny how like. Niggas that live in the hood, people, not just like men, I'm not saying, just niggas yeah. that live, people live in the hood are not phased by this crazy shit that be yeah. going on, right? Yeah. Like, we all know to stay calm and just, you know, all right, okay, just talk to the person. They they really don't want to shoot you if they're talking to begin with, right? Yeah. So it's like, just stay calm. And my, um, there's always a story in my family that's passed down about my aunt, my aunt Thomasine. She passed away when I was young. Um, she's one of my favorite stuff said that she was working in a laundromat in a, and you've been down here in the DC summer. Yep. And you know how hot it gets. Yep. And this was back in the in the in the late seventies when there was no AC and shit. And so cuz came she got and my aunt got about seven kids maybe. Whew. And they were staying in this three bedroom house that they own. That's a row house. Not a lot of space. Yeah. And cuz came in that laundromat and tried to rob her and she snapped. And fucked him up and took the gun and pistol whipped him until the cops got there. And she got arrested. Oh, Jesus. She fucked the dude up so bad. So, uh, so you know, don't don't fuck with a, a hot, angry, old black woman. They, they're not really here for that, man. So she was kind of like, you know, look, I just drive the bus, man. You're going to shoot somebody? Get the fuck off, man. Like, I got to go. I got to finish my stop, bro. Yeah, man. Um, got shit right, to do so, after this. We ain't got time for your fuckery. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. Yeah. So, Lily. Who are you feeling more, Braid Girl or Fake Janine Aiko? Who is Lily? She she reminds me of a fake. Who's Braid Girl? Uh, Zoe Kravitz. Oh, okay. The first chick. Nah. Who are you feeling more, Lily? Nah, Lily, bro. Lily. You feeling Lily? Yeah, Lily. Yeah, her character is kind of weird, but she had a she had a nice sex appeal she about her. Smut. I was kind of feeling her too. She's a smut. <laughs> oh yeah, one thousand um, percent. Uh. So, wait, did we get to? Yes, we did. Uh, all right. So, <clears throat> Lily is seducing Malcolm. Mm-hmm. She's super high on Molly. Mm-hmm. And she throws up on him. Mm-hmm. That's pretty gross. It's, it's disgusting. Do you want, do you, are, you, are you in the place where you will disclose your, your most disgusting sexual encounter? You know what? I've been blessed that I haven't really had anything too weird okay. or bad like that. Um, the the weirdest thing I would say is 
I heard a girl blowing up the toilet before <gasps> we were supposed to get there. But she took a shower. <laughs> but she was but she was blowing the shit up so bad, like she had the shower on. Yeah. And I still heard blowing it up. <laughs> you still not. But she took a shower. I still t- I had to take it down, you know what I'm saying? Come on. <laughs> what kind of man would I be? But, uh, what about you? I know you got something disgusting. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I told you this story before, but when I when I say it, you're gonna remember it. Um so long time ago I was in the army, right? And uh we go like I met I met this I was with this chick, we go back to my barracks room, we're in the room, and like I didn't have a roommate. But there were still like two beds in there, but I stacked the frames on top of each other and then stacked mm-hmm. the mattresses on top of that. So I had a super high bed. Like I'm six two and when I stand up, like my bed was like the mattress was like at my hips. So I had a super okay. tall bed. Like and so like we're up in the bed. She said she wanted to she wanted me to knock down the back door. Okay. Which I was fairly, you know, new to that. I was like, all right, I'll try it out. And so we're doing the lights are off. We're doing that, right? So we're doing that, and I'm just like, yo, this shit is, like, super silky smooth right now. Like, this, Uh okay, this might be, this might be something I could get into. But it's like, it's like a lot of, it's like super smooth. Mm -hmm. Slippery. Like the Migos. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So we're done. We wrap up. Like, we finish up. I flick the light on. And, like, because we're, like, because we're up so high, and then it's on top of two mattresses, it's not very stable. So like mm-hmm. there while I was getting while I was getting it in, there were multiple points where I had to like post post my hand on the wall to kind of like make sure I didn't fall over, right? Mm-hmm. Just throwing it back. And then I flicked the light on and there is brown handprints on the oh, wall. No. <laughs> There's no. brown handprints all over the wall. That's why it was so slick, bro. I was like, yo. Oh my god! And, and then the niggas I was in the the niggas I was in the army with, like all the niggas from my platoon, they heard. I told them the story. They saw they saw me cleaning the handprints off, and they like forever. <laughs> the niggas called me poop dick dog. That shit was so. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was gross. That shit was gross. That, that, that was pretty disgusting. That was gross. Um, I would I would I'm, rather have I would rather have she throw threw up on me. I can't do vomit. <laughs> and it's weird because I'm not a squeamish nigga at all, right? Like blood, you know, nigga fall, bust his head open, like I can help you. I'm yeah. okay. Yeah. Dead body, I'm okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But vomit is where I see a nigga shit on himself, I could be fine. But the vomit, bro, I cannot do it. Like I I have to get away. I can't do vomit. I don't know why. Yeah, vomit don't bug me. For me it's the like if you if you it's for me. It's the the only thing that squicks me out and makes me need to flee the scene is is limbs going the wrong direction, uh-huh. which is very interesting that I do jujitsu because like if I have to do that shit in like a self defense, like I will definitely turn your arm the wrong direction. Yeah, but then I'm gonna feel, I'm gonna be so squicked out and uncomfortable that I'm probably gonna help you after that. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Oh that's shit! Cr- like, soon as I make me do this to you, soon as I snap it, I'll snap like, and they'll be like, ah, ew, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Let me call the ambulance for you. Why the fuck you make me do this? Oh God, it's so disgusting. Uh, uh, I missed a note that I meant to ask you. So, what do you do if you open your backpack and see the drugs and the gun in there? Uh, I'm a snitch. High high school Marcus, like seventeen, eighteen Marcus. What do you think? Seventeen, you eighteen year old me. Army. What do you think you're gonna do? Uh, 
17, 18 year old me, I'm probably going to call one of the big homies and see. I'm not getting on the corner and doing it myself, but I'll call one of the big homies to see if they could put me on. Like, mm-hmm. do what you got to do and then just give me, you know, give me a piece. Mm-hmm. But I'm not putting myself in a position where, like, I can be arrested for anything because I'm snitch, dog. I'm telling. I'm too, my booty's too big, dog. I'm not going to jail. I'm I snitching. Feel you on that. I'm snitching. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Um, okay. So, all right. But you were feeling Lily. Okay, here's a question because that does this where you were going to go with it. Would you have still smashed after she threw up on you? Yep. I couldn't do it. Yep. I wouldn't be able to. I can't do the vomit, bro. I yep. would have been like, I'm out. I would have still smashed after she peed in the bushes. Well, that's the, yeah. Who's not? That's no. Cool, I mean, like she's already a hot mess. Like I'm. Come on, get get her home, put her in the cold shower, and knock it down. I'm I'm not mad at that, but <laughs> she's just high and pissed on herself. That's fine. But the vomit, I can't do it, bro. Okay. Um. Okay. So you were feeling you were feeling Lily more. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> and then um. Oh, hold on, because I think this is in the next section. I don't want to. I don't want to jump too far ahead. Okay, so yeah, they don't even talk about this shit. So let's let's give a quick a quick rundown of what goes on. So she 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 passes out behind the wheel. She wakes up. She has to run and take a piss in front of the store like a star a fake Starbucks. Yep. Then they also show her brother getting into it with the bloods that are trying to get the drugs. Yes. He pulls the ratchet on him, gets snuffed, and shoots himself in the leg. <laughs> and then Diggy and Jib grab some food, jump out the window, and flee the scene. And then they, later on in the movie, they show a new scene of all of this happening. Yeah. My favorite part about this was, so what happens is he shoots himself in the leg, Diggy and Jib jump out the window, the blood dude runs out of the building. Uh, he runs out of the building. The cops get there. They they get him, you know, whatever, whatever. The top story on the news is Lily taking a piss in the bushes, right? This is how you know you live in a fucked up area. Yeah. Top The top story is her taking a piss in the bushes. And then they were like, when we come back, a, a, de- a shooting took place in this fast food restaurant. That's not the top story? Nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> The top story is a super sexy girl peeing in the peeing in the bushes outside the Starbucks. But the shooting is not. The yeah, double shooting nah. is not. It's just a it's just it's, a Wednesday. It's just every day. It's just every day. So I love that. So okay. Um after arriving at Jacoby's office, Malcolm notices photos of Dom, Lily, and Jaleel and realizes Jacoby is AJ. Malcolm relays Dom's instructions to Jacoby who denies any knowledge and implies that the contents of the bag are now Malcolm's responsibility. Jacoby reschedules the interview, warning Malcolm that if he is not sold to drug by then, he will not receive Jacoby's recommendation to Harvard. Um, And that, uh, I don't think I really have much on there either. He also kind of implied that he would kill him. Yeah. So They had a uh, funny back and forth. They had a funny back and forth in that section about like, buying cds and he's like nobody buys cds and he's like if you bought cds whose cds would you buy <laughs> from by from amazon yeah you go on amazon you buy some cds like we don't buy cds anymore yeah uh malcolm jib and diggy seek help from hacker will sherwood 
who sets up an online black market website to sell the drugs through Bitcoin transactions, which soon goes viral. The three friends enroll in the Google Science Fair project to access the school lab and computer room where they can sell the drugs to the various buyers. Even though no one suspects them, they almost get caught one day during a routine police search. The episode frightens Jib, who wants to leave, but eventually accepts to go on and finish the sales. Yes. Uh, so, Will. Mm-hmm. The, the, the notes... The notes that I have for this portion of the movie all stem around the use of the word nigga. I okay, okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, first of which is, uh, what is your most entertaining? What is your most entertaining observation of the word nigga being used by non niggas? I can't think of one right off the top of my head. You go, you tell me yours. Uh, one time, me and my mom were on, so we were riding the ferry from, from Bremerton to Seattle. We're on the on the ferry. And it was like, it was right after my mom got off work, and it's all the people that work at the shipyard uh, riding the ferry back to Seattle. So the ferry's fucking packed. And like, you just kind of sit where you can. But me and my mom were able to sit, and we sat at like one of the booths where like I'm sitting one direction, she's sitting the other direction. Mm-hmm. And then behind me is these two <laughs> these two young white dudes and like if you didn't look you were you would have swore it was me and you. Okay? Cuz they were like <laughs> they were sitting there and it's like, you know, it's so yeah, that nigga was like boom 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 and I was like, "Nigga, what? I'm not doing that shit, nigga." And then the other guy was like, "Yeah, nigga, I know, you know what I'm saying, nigga, that's what I'm talking about, nigga." I was like, and then me and my mom were just kind of like I turned around and looked. It was too it was two dudes. It was two wills from okay. this movie. It was two wills, and they're just okay. fucking talking back and forth. And me and my mom were dying, bro, at just how funny. You know what I'm saying? How funny that shit was. And it was. It kind of goes back to something we talked about before. I'm not gonna go a little bit. You know, this is a fun movie. I'm not gonna go down that route. But like, it's inter- It's interesting how like everything we do is so cool. Everything. <laughs> everything it's so cool that it makes people not even want to be themselves yeah but me and my mom were dying bro listening to that conversation yeah i don't think i i don't think i really i don't i don't think that i've ever really ran into that Mm -hmm. i don't know what it was like you know I, i just most of my most of my white friends that are that are really that i grew up with they just wouldn't they're cool like my brother, our brother, Adam, is like mm-hmm. the coolest white nigga ever. Yeah. He never said that shit. Hayden yeah. would never say that shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all, you know, these white dudes that that, that had to pass. Yeah. But they just weren't out here saying it because they, you know, and I think that's what really got them to pass is because they wasn't out here trying to front like they was black dude. Like, they was just cool white boys. Okay. So I can't think of one off the top of my head. I was going to ask you what you thought about the conversation because I thought it was a pretty funny conversation. Like, um a lighthearted because this is a fun lighthearted movie i thought it was lighthearted i didn't take it too serious like she the first time he says it, she slaps the dog shit out of him Mm -hmm. then then like they discuss him getting a pass to say it he says it and she slaps him again Mm -hmm. like sorry it was a reflex yeah um but i thought it was wild because it's like jib is definitely like indian or some shit he's uh i looked him up he's uh he's he's hispanic of some type okay latinx trying to be trying to be politically correct correct he's latinx and then in the movie, he's like, I'm like an eighth African or some shit like that. And, and then 
Diggy. I don't even know what the fuck she is. She looked like Bruno Mars or some shit. Like, I don't know what's going on there. That's but, fucked up, bro. <laughs> That's fucked up. But, um, okay. But I love this character, Will. Yeah. I don't know if it's because he's a combination of white boys I grew up with. That's 100% white. We know him. Okay, that's what we know that okay. guy. <laughs> yeah, we do, we do. And he, he's cracking me up. He was like, you know, things white women do, like probably play Mumford and some songs. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the white women. Uh, hey, I want to, I want to say real quick. We had a you, you uh, when when you announced when you announced the uh, the first annual white women's picnic on our on our last episode. And you were like, I don't even know if we have any. I got a lot of feedback from white women who like our episodes, who like our podcast, and are very much looking forward to the first annual white women's picnic, bro. Well, you tell them. We have Mumford and Sons on deck. We got Nutella on deck. uh, Sun-dried pesto. And I'm listening to Lana Del Rey. You guys are going to be right at home. Got all of that. We're going to have green bean casserole and everything. Oh, shit. Yeah, why not, man? Shit. With the, uh, with the fried onion strips in it. <laughs> yeah. The little onion it's crunch. A, it's <laughs> a potato salad with raisins in it. Fucking Christ. Um, Watermelon with salt it, on it. There, there you go. All of that shit, bro. <laughs> Grapefruit, cottage cheese. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I tried it a couple Come. times. I was like, I just, I don't see what it is. It's, it's not some, it's clearly not something I'm missing. This is just gross. So, um, he sets up a marketplace on the dark web. Have I am so I don't know if you remember. There was a period of time where I was obsessed with the dark web. I yeah, I remember. I remember. But I I curbed it and I didn't. I never did it. I was a little too nervous to do it. I never did it. I'm glad I lost my obsession. Have you ever been on the dark web yet? No. no. <clears throat> Are you interested in being going on? No, because I've I've I believe I found the end of the of the internet that already exists. Like I. I found where the internet stops already. Okay. And so anything beyond that, I, I don't. I've already seen the depravity that human beings will post on the regular internet. I don't. I'm not interested in it. And it only if it only goes down from there, I, I don't need to see it. I'm just very interested. Like a lot of people want to go on the dark web to see like cartel videos or like people being fucked up and killed and you can see that shit on the regular internet. No, no, I think it's a little worse on there, but I just am very, very interested in the drug trade on the dark web. Like, I think it's wild. It's not just the drug trade. Like, I'm more so interested in like I've 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 told you about the show I, I watched. Uh, yeah, with the body parts. Yeah, yeah. Um, trafficked on it's on yeah. National Geographic. It's a great show. It's awesome. Um, trafficked with Mariana Van Zeller. It's an awesome show, but. Niggas buy children on the dark web. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I don't want to see none of that shit. Niggas just, buy niggas buy organs. You could buy organs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's weird, bro. I don't want to see. I just want to see like niggas really like you could buy this kilo of cocaine. Like, yeah. like that's very interesting to me for some reason because we grew up in that t- fucked up time. I guess I heard other rappers talk about. It. I don't so know. You, um, and then the other the one note I had the other note I had about the the use of the word nigga. Like, do you have? Do you have uh so you had you you had multiple you said you had multiple people that had the pass mm-hmm. but just didn't, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you said? Mm-hmm. You have yep. you haven't had any white friends that that, that used that pass? No, nah, not really, no. Nah. I did. Oh, did you? I did. I'm not gonna drop no names. 
Oh my oh, god. My bad. <laughs> edit it. Edit it out. Edit it out. I'm not gonna drop no names. I was like, I'm not gonna drop no names because uh, you know, motherfucker was like nineteen years old back mm-hmm. then. That's you know, it's twenty years ago. He's He's pushing forty. He's probably, he might be a different person these days. Who knows? Yeah, I know that I am dressed the same. I know that I'm a different person because you're not getting that pass around me now. I'm too, I'm too experienced in life. I I recognize the. I think I was young and naive, and I didn't recognize the slickness behind it. Yeah. And so now it's like you know not not accusing anybody that would say it of slickness, but there's a slickness behind it. There's like a. You know, you know, it's like motherfuckers get behind doors and they're just like, ah, fuck it. Ah, God, it feels so good to say it. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm man. Nah. Like, nah, nah, that shit, there's, there's a slickness behind that shit. Like some shit, some people just don't need to be saying. Like, even if you don't mean anything bad by it, like, just shut the fuck up. Why you think you need to say it is the wild part to me, right? Now, like, the only man- pass, the only pass I'll give is like singing along with music. I don't expect a grown ass motherfucker to be like, you know, and then the, <laughs> like just sing the fucking words. Ain't nobody tripping. Yeah, I kind of. I, I, yeah, I don't. I had this conversation. Early, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I had yeah. this conversation earlier. It's like I, I'm kind of like I haven't really been tripping too much because I feel like if you're using that word, you're trying to incite some type of reaction out of me. Okay. And if you're trying to incite that reaction, when I do it, you're gonna call the police anyway. Yeah. So I just be like, okay, you a bitch. I mark bitch ass nigga next to your name, and I I keep it pushing, bro. Okay. Um, I had a couple other things I wanted to ask you because there's something else he brought up that I thought was really good. Are you a virgin if there is no vaginal entry? Okay, I am so glad you brought this up. I can't remember where. I could not remember where it went. I just have a note that says virgin versus gay. Yeah, so, okay, so, because that's my next one. I, I'll tell you where it, where it came from. Okay. But let's answer this one. Are you a virgin as a woman if there's no dick in your pussy? Are you a virgin? I'm if not. there's been dick in your asshole or in your mouth, are you a virgin still? It's interesting because I was just having this conversation, and it's it's almost like a double standard. It's almost yeah. like a, it's like a, it's this weird like Ouroboros of where like the snake eats his own tail and you don't know where where the truth really is because like in that age bracket, right? Like high school, girls will say that like, nope, it's not in my pussy, I'm a virgin. Mm-hmm. But boys, it don't fucking matter, dog. Like she sucked my dick, I'm not a virgin, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I think I, as a as a young man myself, I think I would have had to go in an ass or a pussy for it to be for me to not be a virgin. Okay, you suck my dick. I'm still a virgin. I but. I was the joke that like the, you know like the the conversation I was having the other day. I just kind of like started fuck it. Let's just have uh, fun with this conversation. I was like, I don't I don't think it matters if you're a guy or a girl. Like okay, so like so like like pussy is worth one V card. Period. Okay. Like, that's worth one V-card. Mm-hmm. The mouth is worth, like, an eighth of a V-card. So if you, give, if you give eight blowjobs, you're not a virgin. Even if you never have okay. a dick in your pussy, right? But, okay. like, your seven. ass... Seven. seven. <laughs> you said... Because you said it's an eighth. So 
You could do seven. It, eight eighths is a whole. So you can suck yeah. seven dicks. You get to the eighth dick now. Now you're not a virgin. Dice it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm going to say the ass. Woo. That's. I don't know, man. I feel like the ass should have like one of those weird, one of those weird fractions that you don't ever hear a lot. Like, like <laughs> nine fifth. It's nine fifteenths of a fucking. <laughs> it's nine fifteenths of a fucking. It's it's almost a whole. It's I mean like it's almost a half. It's a little over a half of e card. Uh, no, I can't agree with that. So you're so you would say are you you get fucked in the ass? You're not a virgin. You, no, you're not a virgin because that's that you're a freak. Okay. You're a whole other type of freak, right? Like, think about it, right? Like when we're when we're young, right? Think about tell the truth. As a young man, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, not too young because we old. But when we start having access to porn, at some point, you checking out some anal because that's some freaky shit. Mm-hmm. And if you get a girl that's like, "Ooh, put it in my ass," she's like, "Ooh, you a freak." Yeah. So no, you can't. No, nah, if you telling niggas to put that shit in your ass, you are holding up. No, you ain't. You ain't. You're a special yeah. type of freak leaving niggas with brown handprints on their fucking wall. Exactly. <laughs> no one you wrong for that shit. What is the no note that wrong. I wrote, virgin versus gay? I so so the, this is what the note I have. The technically gay theory is hilarious. He said he's only had intercourse with a mouth and an asshole. So is he technically gay? Ah. Because he's never been in a vagina. Okay. This was hilarious, but I thought that this was a very... This is the, the snake eating its tail. Yes, yes. So, does that mean... Hmm. Does that mean... Well, not according to you. Not according to you. So, does that mean that, like... No, it's a double standard. So, like, <coughs> if, 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 you're, if you're a young gay man growing up, and you've never had sex with a woman, but you've you've had oral and anal sex. Are you a sexually active gay virgin? That's the thing. <laughs> that, that's the question. So I, you know what I'm saying. So I think if I think if the virgin thing, if your dick goes into an ass, if it goes in a body, period. You're not a virgin, no. bro. If if your dick goes in the mouth, you're still a virgin. But if Why? it goes in the ass, that doesn't make zero sense. I don't know, bro. I don't know. What is that's that word called? What is that called? What is what is the actual term to that? Oral sex. There you go. You've had sex. You're not a virgin. Stop it. Oral. You know sex. what all this I shit is rooted in? All this shit is rooted in religion. It is one thousand percent. You're saving 1, your you're saving your vagina or or penis for Jesus. Stop. You're having sex. Stop. You're not a virgin. Now, now the one thing, I, the one thing I can give is that you cannot get pregnant by those other. You can't have. A, you cannot reproduce those other ways. It has to be vaginal sex. Okay. So I can kind of get that, but it is rooted in a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. So yes, but does that make? You, are you gay if you've only had anal and oral sex? Obviously nah. not, right? Because you're doing nah. it with women. Yeah. That's a joke. It's a joke question, but I thought that shit was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Um, it was fun. I wrote that down. But I appreciate you. Uh, I'm glad. I was like, when I was putting my notes together, I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck did this have to do? Why? This is a funny ass just on its no. If you took. This is what it said. Bullet point. 
virgin versus gay. If you just took that and wrote it on a post-it note and stuck it on a bulletin board at work, can you imagine? <laughs> you like, what the fuck is going on What is here, this? Bro? What is this? What the fuck is going on? Um, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, another thing is... Uh, they're in. They're they're about to take the SATs. I think it was maybe, uh-huh. and there's a random drug dog going through the school sniffing lockers. Yep. And he's like, "Yo, they don't really, they don't really like have the dog sniff lockers." He's like, "Yeah, ain't nobody dumb enough to put drugs in their locker." <laughs> and then he hightails it out of the class. And it's just, I I think it's so funny how like he's hiding in plain sight the whole movie. The dog always knows the drugs are there. Yeah. And Stacy just be like, "The fuck, like this." Gump ass, lame ass, dirt ass thing. He ain't got <laughs> shit. Like, go ahead, man. I don't know what's up with this dog. Yeah, that old that that Scooby Doo is like it's the I uh that him hiding in plain sight, running, trying to get the dress. Like it reminded me of like an old school like Scooby Doo, where the like the ghost and the and the Scoob Squad are like running straight past running each past other, past but each never other. see other, never see each other. So now now I I've looked high and low for this. And I was going to say this to the end, but I'll just say it now. So on this part, Public Enemies Rebel Without a Pause starts playing. Mm -hmm. Perfect. But I remember, and I know I'm not crazy. I remember I was watching this shit on the plane. And when that, as soon as he runs into the hallway, instead of that playing, it was the far sides running. Okay. Can't keep running away. Okay. So that shit hit. it, It was hard, too. But they changed it, and I looked high and low on the internet, but I couldn't find anything. But I know what I saw, dog. Okay. I don't see how that song would just pop in my head. You know what I mean? It, but, I don't know. Maybe it was a. Uh, it might like. I've yeah, learned a lot. Change it later. I've learned a lot about like. Um, I actually learned a lot uh, about this with uh, video games because I was mm-hmm. really big into you know you remember I was huge into like guitar and rock band. And the reason a lot of those games went under is like, as long as they're moving units and making money off of that game, they have to continue to pay those artists yep. and pay for those yep. licenses. So like, it could be yep. something. It could be something with the licensing of that Far Side song that they weren't able to clear, or or couldn't come to an agreement. Maybe the Far, maybe the whoever owns the music for Far Side was like, they wanted to change their terms or 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 wanted their song pulled out or something like that, so they had to replace it. But they do that shit all the time. In uh, yeah, games definitely. and movies and TV shows, they'll change shit on the back end. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Malcolm helps Nakia study, and she opens up to him, but he accuses her of being sent by Dom and pushes her away. The next day, Malcolm asks Will to extract the cash from the bitcoins and arranges a meeting with the mon- money laundering gangster from, sorry, a money laundering gangster named Fidel. Malcolm leaves the meeting with a bag of cash, but is assaulted by the school bully who takes the bag. Desperate, Malcolm pulls out the gun, retrieving the money and earning the bully's respect. Okay. Uh, when I first watched this movie and on my second watch of this movie, this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. The, because, the Fidel scene? No. The, oh, okay. Uh, the, the, the running with the bully. Uh, okay. Bug. Because they get out, you know, they beat him up. They always do this, right? This yeah. is their thing. Like, he picks on him, he beats him up, he takes his sneakers. Take his shoes. You know, yeah. All of that. Yeah. All of that. But this this time, I think, I think that some, I think people don't understand that, like, 
even though it seems like a crazy thing on the outside, this this kid's not a killer yet, at yeah. least, right? Yeah. Like, Bug, the bully. And <clears throat> he's just kind of picking on him because whatever, he's a little badass kid, but he, know, but he knows, coming from that environment, you know when it's, this is too far. Yeah. And so when you see, you know, I thought I thought this part out of a very fun and, and funny and jokey movie, this is a very serious note that hit the actors portrayed it all perfectly, mm-hmm. right? Like Malcolm is shaking, he got the gun, he's shaking, but he means but he's he's gonna shoot you, bro. Like, yeah, this isn't an act. For and time. bug is bug is able to see like this is a kid I've been fucking with for years, and there's something wrong with him. I'm gonna let him go. He took his sneaker. I take his sneakers. I beat him up all. But this time he's not playing around. Yeah, and and I and that's what that's what I liked about the scene. Like um, I just thought that it was great because it's like. Malcolm is so serious and, and scared in this moment, but he's serious. He's going to do it if he has to. And Bug sees that. When you're from that, you can see that so quick that um, it's like you just can't, you know, you mm-hmm. you, you back off of it. So I, I really, really like that part of the, the movie. All right. Returning to AJ's office, Malcolm tells Jacoby that he has sold the drugs, but has left the trail leading to Jacoby. Unless Jacoby gets him admitted to Harvard, Malcolm will transfer the bitcoins to Jacoby's checking account, incriminating Jacoby for the sale and leading to his arrest. That doesn't sound right, but whatever. <laughs> it's just weird wording on that. Yeah, yeah. Later, Malcolm types up his college application essay describing two students. Student A is a music geek who plays in a punk band and gets straight A's, while student B suffers in the hood and makes money in immoral ways. He asks, which student do you think I am? Yes. Uh, Malcolm gets a hair. Malcolm gets a modern haircut and waits for Nakia at prom, but she does not show. Later, Nakia meets Malcolm at his home and thanks him for helping her pass her GED, giving him a pass to Six Flags and kissing him on the cheek. He returns to his room to find a letter from Harvard on his bed. He opens it and looks at the audience before smiling. Yeah. Um. There were a lot of parts. There were a lot of parts in this like last half during like their their drug dealing. Um, <clears throat> they're drug dealing, uh, like what, just how they, how they move the drugs using the dark web and, and using bitcoins and then watching, watching, uh, like watching Malcolm's, how he set up Jacoby, mm-hmm. you know, like you're going to, I'm going to, you're, I'm going to get what I want out of you or else. And then like, um, but like growing up with this technology. What kind of pros and what kind of cons can you think of? Of which technology, like the just the technology we have today, the technology that they oh. the, the technology that they per- portray in this movie as well. Oh God, so many bad things. Like I, if we had this, te- <laughs> bro. I, I might be tripping, but I feel like I'm smart enough to do the shit. So like, and I've always thought I was smart. Sure. So I feel like if this shit was available when we were teenagers, mm-hmm. we would have been hustling on the net like a motherfucker. See, and I feel like one thing that doesn't change about kids, particularly teenagers, like I I don't know, when I see this shit, I'm just <coughs> like, because I couldn't have visual proof of me doing something is the reason why I never got in trouble. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I look at my son and he gets so mad. He is so mad about the concept of snitching. 
But I'm like, bro, you literally record yourself fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You snitching on yourself, like snitching on yourself, man. All these all young, the, niggas, all snitch these young niggas snitch on themselves, dog. Like the whole shit. What was that shit? The uh, the shit that pop, that I saw the other day, like six nine getting his ass whooped. Like them niggas was recording uh-huh. themselves beating him up. Uh-huh. It's just a matter of time before you get locked. You already know this niggas going to tell. He told already. That's why you beat him up, right? Like, come on, man. Yeah, but the pros, like, there's some, there's some crazy advantages to growing up with this sort of technology. One thousand crazy advantage. Like, I can't even fathom the opportunities that would arise for me if I if I had the ability to use this sort of technology when we were, you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old. That's it's oh, insane. It's cra- I tell everybody if we had this technology. You and I would have had a record deal at 16, 17 years old. Fucking think about that, bro. We could have we could have downloaded an instrumental, yeah, and uploaded videos of us freestyling over instrumentals and shit. Like, mm-hmm. it's not going to so go weird. viral. We're not going to get a deal. Like, come on, bro, stop. It's so, it's so weird. All um, these things, though, even like educational standpoint, all of this stuff. Like, the world is smaller now. Because yeah. of the technology, and mm-hmm. it's it's I, I like it. I think it's a good thing. It's cons to it, but I think there's more pros than cons. I like it now because I'm forty. Yeah, it, I don't know if I would like it now if I was eighteen, seventeen. Why is that? I don't know. I feel like it would be frightening. It would scare hmm. me if I was seventeen, eighteen. Okay, like this could go this could go wrong in so many ways. And I'm like, there's still yeah. portions of that now, like, you know, that whole, all the shit there, all that crazy shit they're doing with like chat GPT and all that. Like, that's, that's kind of strange. That's kind of mm-hmm. weird. That can go to mm-hmm. weird places. Um, I liked, I liked the way, um, I liked how they, how they kind of got, they kind of got uh, into, into preachiness without being preachy just for a second. They didn't overstay their welcome with it. At the end of the movie, when he does the student A versus student B in his application essay and which student do you think I am, um, there was a thing. I think we talked about it on here before, but there was a thing that went around uh, in the in the mid, you know, like 2016, 2017. You know, it was after, you know, it was there was like the Eric Gardner, then there was the Philando and then there was the Alden Sterling and then there was the Mike Brown. And then there was the, you know, like we've, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but like, there's always like with Mike Brown, right? There was, there was the way, there was the way he was portrayed in the media as like this big hulking figure who's stealing, you know, swishers Uh at the grocery store. But then there's also this picture of him over here where he's fucking a graduate high school graduate uh-huh. with his cap and gown. Uh-huh. So it's like, which student do you think I am? And at the time when this thing was a thing, it was like, which, which picture of me would they use? So it was like a Facebook thing going around back then of like, post two pictures of your like black men, post two pictures of yourself. Which one do you think they would use? And so I used, I used the one, I think I used the one, you know, uh, when I got out the army, I was all fucked up. I did, I had like an identity crisis. I didn't know who I was. I was walking around here with a fucking, <laughs> eyebrow piercing but i think i had on like i had on like a do-rag and a bandana and an eyebrow piercing and like a a 3x tall t looking crazy and then i posted hat too no no hat 
No okay. hat. I was going out there. I was out there with Harlem, just do ragged okay. bandana. Um, but then I posted a different picture of like me as a you know as a parent, mm-hmm. me as a husband, me as a son, you know, mm-hmm. as a as a thirty something year old man. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. Which one mm-hmm. would they use? Whichever one, whichever one the media is in, in involved in inciting right now. Yeah. But I liked I liked how they how they went down that road. They kind of teased going down that road without getting too preachy because that's very yeah. that's a very slippery slope. It's kind of you could be on one side of that or the other. Slippery slope. Slippery that's slope. Yeah, yeah. Throughout the movie. So, slippery slope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. So that's the end of the movie. I like I like the I like the end uh, monologue too. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. So I like the idea. Right. Like even if I was, I think of myself as like a you know, a college admissions dean or whatever the fuck those, and I get that essay coming across my table, I'd be like, ooh, this is thought-provoking. I like it. Um, Let's do some real quick trivia, man. Okay. This was the first movie to accept Bitcoin for ticket purchases at over 900 theaters in the U.S. A nod to the film's own, a nod to the film's own plot. Yeah, the the first movie to accept Bitcoins to buy tickets. Okay, Uh, I did not know that. According to Tony Revolori, the guy who played Jib, all the weed move, used in the movie was real. I can believe that. This is belly. It's belly all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Much better acting, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, who plays Bug in this movie, is depicted as a member of the Bloods. In Straight Outta Compton, he played Snoop Dogg, who's a member of the Crips. Mm, Both films were released... Both films were released in 2015 and dealt with themes about early 90s hip-hop in L.A. Mm, okay, okay. Uh, and then the last one, the scene where the kids jumped the fence to get away was at the bridge over a storm, uh, over a storm channel. It is believed that this is the same bridge, that, uh, the same bridge from Terminator 2 where uh, John Connor, you know, the, the, the John Connor running away from T-1000 in the storm drain. This, it's believed that that's the same location. All right. So, okay. And that, that was uh, that was all. I normally do. Do you have any you want to throw in there? No, I didn't have anything. I normally do. So at this point, I normally do the good, bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's because this movie was too small or because the movie was pretty good, but there is no bad and no ugly um, criticism that I critiques that I was able to find. Okay. I was only able to find positive, like positive uh, crit- critics for this movie. Okay, 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 okay. Let me see. Um, I found the ugly. You did? I did. Okay. And it's a very, very long uh, take, but I'm not going to. Okay. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to just pick out a couple sentences. So I went online and I was, when I was looking for the, the stuff about the soundtrack, mm-hmm. I came across like one of the first things where you type in like the movie dope is like the ending. And so I found this Reddit post and I thought that this was a little crazy. And this is just a wild take to me, right? So it's like, um, it's easy to get swallowed up by the sympathy for a character who seems just like an innocent teenage nerd with intelligence and a heart, but possibly gets judged as a scourge of society solely because of his appearance. The twisted fact is that this monologue immediately follows this main character's climactic victory moment 
where he blackmails his way into Harvard with drug money that he earned from selling Molly to other high school teenagers. Seriously? Even halfway through the speech, I was following along just fine. Uh, he always thought of not fitting in as a curse. Now he sees it as a blessing. He embraces the idea of wanting to be normal and recognizes the significance of multiple perspectives. That's a fucking home run of a message right there. Unfortunately, he keeps going. And that's what leaves me in a bad, with a bad taste in my mouth about this film. Mm-hmm. I haven't read it, but I'm fairly certain Harvard's mission statement doesn't include blackmailing and drug trafficking poison to minors. <laughs> Even with how fucked up blackmailing someone for personal gain is, I might be able to look past it because of how big of a douche the Harvard guy was. But selling $100,000 worth of Molly in three weeks to a bunch of unsuspecting teenagers is where I lose all sympathy for the main character. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, I, I am, have gone on record, and many people know that I am a famous teetotaler, yeah. a person that does not drink or use drugs, along with Triple H. Mm-hmm. Tyler the Creator and Mike from fucking uh what was that movie? The Quentin Tarantino movie? Mike the Grindhouse movie. Oh, uh 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 Stuntman Mike. Yeah, Death Proof. what's the movie? Death Proof. Death Proof. Stuntman Mike from Death Proof. All of us, famous teetotalers. <laughs> but <laughs> so I've never done drugs. Yeah. But I've been around a lot of people that do, use drugs and even more that sell it. And there's one thing I can tell you about drugs. Nobody unsuspectingly buys drugs. Right. <laughs> you know what the fuck is this? I was like, this, yo, if you don't get off your fucking high horse with your self-righteous bullshit. Yeah. Like, I'll spit in this person's face, man. That's, what kind of stupid shit is this to say? That's the biggest problem with that's the biggest problem with the internet. Things like Twitter, yes. things like Reddit, and things like Facebook and, and social medias. It provides an opinion. It provides a space for people who should just shut the fuck up and sit down to be able to give for their real. opinion. For real. For real. Those are like some some people just need to not be heard. They need to shut up and learn and listen. For real. But everybody wants to talk. For real. For real. So yeah, I uh with that being said, man, let's 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 do the damn thing. Uh, Kurt Dog. Yes, sir. Dope. 2015's dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you were presented with the opportunity to see this movie again, are you watching or not? I am watching okay. again multiple okay. times, which is weird for me because I don't watch movies multiple times usually. Excuse me, but this is a this is a very very fun movie. It's funny. There's some parts that they try a little too hard, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like that this was kind of in the vein of the coming of age teenage movies that we grew up mm-hmm. with, like uh, Ten Things I Hate About mm-hmm. You, and mm-hmm. um, other. I don't know what some other ones are. She's the hot girl. He's not that into you. I don't know what the fuck it was, but some other shit. Freddie Prince Juniors and all of them shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. I thought this was a very cool version of it from a black perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just so many things I like about the movie. I love Shamik Moore. I love the three, the, the three friends. Yeah. I think they're really good. Um, 
I thought the acting in it was very good. The casting was good. The, the scoring and the soundtrack is amazing. Um, and it's just a fun movie that doesn't take itself too seriously. And it's not too heavy handed with bullshit tropes and shit like that. So I really, really enjoyed this movie. Okay. Um, and and I definitely wasn't as nerdy as Malcolm, not even close. But I was there's a lot of guys that we grew up with that are very tough that love me. Yeah. And I and I can relate to Malcolm on that part where it's like they never asked me to do nothing crazy for them. They never tried to get me in no jam. But anytime they saw me, it was always mad love. And they would always tell everybody not to fuck with me on that. Not like to physically fuck me, but like, don't fuck with him if he tried to do crime with you because he's a good kid. And don't let him go down that path because yeah. I played ball and I was and they knew I was just a good kid. So like that that kind of was a little sentimental for me too. But overall, it's just a very fun movie. I really enjoyed it and I would definitely watch this movie again. Yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of, just kind of speaking of that last part you touched on, I was like, I remember that about like the, the folks we used to hang out with and them, you know, them kind of, kind of looking out for you that way. They looked mm-hmm. out for me like those, those dudes who were really doing that shit. Like they looked out for me a different kind of way where I was like, I had no guidance, no discipline, no, no self-respect. And I was kind of like, I was ready and willing to get into that path and go that mm-hmm. direction. But the, the dudes, the dudes that we had that were, you know, that looked out for us that way, they were like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you don't you f- want to do this. You feel that way now because, you know, all this personal shit that you might feel. But this, trust me, it's it's not it's not this way forever. It, it does get better. And you don't you don't want to you don't want to fuck your fuck your life up that way. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's crazy that like it's crazy that some of the best people we've ever met were, quote unquote, the dregs of society. No so, bullshit. It's bro. very interesting. And. And a quick shout out to all of them. I'm sure none of the niggas is, you know, how hood niggas be. So they ain't listening yeah. to no podcast. They ain't listening to this. But a quick shout out. If, if you if you grew up with us or you knew us and you knew the niggas that we talking about, any of them, man, tell them big shout out to them, bro. Mm-hmm. I know they would all be super proud of both of us. Um, I know we're proud of each other. But shout out to them for always making sure that we we stayed as close to the straight and narrow as possible. Yeah, they might let yeah. you smoke some weed with them and shit, but like they would tell me like, nah, like go you know go work on your free throws, nigga. You play ball, like yeah. go do you know, yep. all uh, get on try threatening to beat me up if I wasn't doing my homework and shit. So like, I was shout out to all of them. Man. Yeah, I was hanging out with the homies, but whenever shit was gonna get too real, those were like the rides, the parties that I could not I could not be a part of. And and looking back at it now, like I understand why, and I appreciate that. Yeah, so shout out to them, man. Shout out to them. 100%. All right. Um, Marcus. Yeah. Dope. Starring one of my favorite actors, Shameek Moore. Mm-hmm. Zoe Kravitz. Do you think she was looking good in here or not? Nah? Zoe Kravitz always looks good. I'm not saying she wasn't looking good. I'm just saying. She's not fucking with Lily. Lily, though. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, starring Sh- Chanel Iman as uh-huh. Lily. Yeah. My nigga, ASAP Rocky, my other nigga, Lakeith Stanfield, released in 2015. If you were presented the opportunity to see this movie again, Marcus, are you watching or not? I am watching. I'm watching this movie um, at least one or two more times just off the strength because I feel like like when I was watching it, just I had never seen it. I had never heard of it. Um, and when I watched it, I was like, I was watching it to enjoy it, but I also was watching it for the podcast, taking notes, pausing it. So I would, I would, and I had a great time watching it. I would watch it at least one or two more times just to pick up some of the laughs that I might've missed. 
um, some of the little minor nuances that I might not have picked up. And I agree with you. Like to me, this hit a special, this movie hit a special like sweet spot. It's, it's like, it's like half hood movie mm-hmm. and then half like late nineties, early two thousands coming of age movie. The, the American pies, the, uh, the 10 things I hate about you, the road trips, the, the, all those movies, like the, she's mm-hmm. all that, that it's all of those movies. Plus a little bit of like, but like with a little bit of boys in the hood, a little bit of minister society. And I really, I really liked that. I, I felt like it struck a very sweet balance in between those mm-hmm. two things. It was very enjoyable. So yeah. And I know that I missed there, there had to be like some giggles that I missed. So I'm, it's definitely a movie that I would and will watch again. Um, Quick sidebar. Do you consider this a hood movie? No, I wouldn't consider this a hood movie. Okay. I would not. Would you? What is I I say I like so for me it has it has notes. It has mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a fine wine. It has notes. Mm-hmm. It has hood movie notes. <laughs> so it's a very robust flavor with hood movie notes. Um, okay. Okay. What is your hood movie of choice? What is your favorite hood movie? Uh, I have a lot. One that I thoroughly enjoy is New Jack City. Okay. Um, no, fuck that. No, Sorry. you get one. It, one, uh, then it's not, it didn't, yeah, that's why I said fuck that. If it's one, yeah. if it's one, it's hands down, not even fucking close to anything paid in full. Oh, okay. Never mind. Not I even really, close. I, we, I was shaking my head because I thought we were on, we were on, uh on the same wavelength but we are no it's not. definitely paid in full for me i think i know what yours is gonna be but it's definitely paid in full for me for what me would yours be mine is juice oh mine I is think, juice i thought you were gonna go boys in the hood nah nah mine is juice boys in the hood's okay. good boys in the hood's good it's a boys in the hood's a little too strong on the message it's a little it's too a, strong it's a, it's a little too strong on the preach it's a really good mm-hmm. movie great acting great mm-hmm. talent uh but man juice Juice is my shit. Juice is phenomenal. Juice is to me. Juice is hands down the best hood movie. Uh, you watching or not, listeners? Give us a shout out in the comments, Facebook, Instagram. What is the what's the greatest hood movie of all time? And if my and if my son if my son goes in there and says "Minutes to Society," I'm deleting the comment. (laughs) (laughs) Minutes to Society is awful, bro. No, he's Um, been. He's actually. He was at like when when we first started this. He was asking for. Boys in the Hood. I was like, man, I don't know if I could do a podcast on Boys in the Hood, bro. I think we could do any of them shits. But I mean, Juice, we could, I, but I rewatched Juice maybe a year and a half ago. Just so good. It, it, it watching it as an adult, watching it as a kid, I was like in it. Yeah, watching it as an adult, it's so much shit that I didn't understand yet that it's hilarious. Yeah, like Frank. Yeah, and then uh, it's kind of a tour de force. Yeah. Tupac's performance very, in that movie is incredible. Tupac's performance is incredible. Omar Epps' performance Omar Epps, is fucking yep. incredible. Yep. Um, Queen really Latifah is so good. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, what's his name? The the tall light skinned nigga. He was really good in there too. Yeah, yeah. So all of them, they all, all four of them. That's a really good movie. So still too, still was <clears> great <throat> too. So that yeah, that's good. Paid in full is really good though. Right? Paid in full gotta, is good. Paid in full okay, is good. Okay. All right, long as you're not fretting on it. Nah, nah. But juice is okay. juice is my joint. That's fine. As long as it's not a thing like nah, paid it full of trash. Like nah, nah. it's not trash. Okay. It's not trash. Yeah, it's, that, it's good. It's paid it full for me, man. Um. All right, man. Um. I'm definitely I think... AZ. You definitely money making. I'm definitely Ace Boogie. 
You were definitely money making, Mitch. Nah, dog. I'm, I'm Rico. You were not Rico. <laughs> Rico's a snake ass nigga. You were definitely money making, uh, Mitch. Though, shit. Bro. Um. Okay. Okay. Um, Which is wild though, because I'm money making Kurt for real. But if out of those characters, I'm definitely Ace. You definitely Mitch. Okay. I'll run with it. I'll run with it. Let's see. Um. So I believe it's my pick next. Okay. And because I I picked nope, you picked dope. <clears throat> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a listener request. Okay. Uh, we don't have to jump back into listener request, but my next pick is gonna be a listener request because it's been a long time coming. Um, I'm gonna pick bridesmaids. Oh, all right. Which okay. I have which I have never seen. What? Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> this is going to be great. This is going to be great. Yeah. So that okay. that'll, that'll be our next episode, listeners. Hope you guys are hope you guys are excited for bridesmaids. Got a lot of requests for that one. Uh, we'll get that out to you guys shortly after we get this one out. Yeah, I own bridesmaids, so that's the easy watch. Oh for shit. Me, Oh, I shit. On it, I so. guess that says everything I needed to say. <laughs> well, I need to make sure that shit is not a DVD because it's an old movie. It might be DVD. I need to make sure it's a Blu-ray. Cause okay. It, or I, if I got the 4K stream set up, I might have to rent it. I can't do that shit. I'm, I'm bougie as fuck now. Bougie. Bad and bougie. And, yeah, this is true. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm going to recant that statement. I'm a mix of money making Mitch and Ace. <laughs> you are Rico. You're just not a fucking snake. You're not a snake. <laughs> And the reason I'm not full Ace Boogie is because if I knew a nigga killed you, I'm killing that nigga. And I don't give a fuck how long I got to do for it. You're, not playing, you're not playing the long con? No, I'm not playing the long game. I'm killing this nigga straight okay. up. All right. But anyway, all right, enough about that. All right, man. Um, so we got Bridesmaids coming up next. Yep. Um, let us know your favorite hood movie in the comment section, please. Uh, appreciate all the interaction. We got a lot of interaction, yeah. a lot of feedback on our fireside chat episode. Thank you guys for listening. As always, we really appreciate it. We love the interactions. Please post comments, share it with your friends. Shout out to number one fan Chris. Soon as the post goes up, he reshares it immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and he always comments. So shout out to him. Shout out to our boy Fang. He always hits me up about it. Um, shout out to all my Discord homies. They listen to the fireside chat and love it. Shout out to Rob. He always loves our fireside chats. And shout out to Finley CF with his handsome ass. He still listens, um, even though I don't play Xbox with him too much anymore. So shout out to him and shout out to all of our listeners, our six listeners. Hell yeah! Shout out, shout everybody. out to shout out to Anthony, my homie from work. He uh, he stay he stay listening every time an episode drops. He's done with it before the workday is over. Um, right. And shout out to my home girl Elaine from uh, from Jujitsu. She's she's a she's a big fan of what we do too. She's she was very excited about the uh the white girl picnic uh and she was she was also requesting that we do like a uh like a uh uh a chat like a way for us to like set up a chat like a live she wants us to be a, like she wants us to blow up so we could do like a live like a live cast so she well, can I just mean, drop yeah, in the yeah. chat we, well I, I will i will pull back the curtain real quick before we go i am working on something so we might be able to get an in-person episode before the end of the year oh shit Oh shit! So fingers crossed. Keep your fingers crossed, cause shit be jumping out on your boy, y'all. So say some prayers and whatever you do to, to, to conjure good spirits for a nigga. Help me out, man, cause shit be jumping out on me. Yeah. Other than that, 
that's all I got, Marcus. You got anything else? Nah, man, that's it. That's it. I appreciate everybody. We'll get this out to y'all and uh, look forward to hearing from all the listeners. All right. Thanks again for listening, y'all. I'm Kurt. I'm Marcus. And we'll catch y'all next time.